just I just I just speak my peace keep my peace What's good, y'all? Welcome to episode 112 of the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey. Like we always do about this time, I hope this episode is reaching you all in good health. Um, if, you're, if it is not, hope that you are taking care of yourself and wish you a speedy recovery. Um, we know how vital our health is today. With that being said, if it's your first time listening to the Speak My Peace podcast, welcome. If this is not, welcome back. I appreciate all your listenership, um, I can't stress how important that is to my YouTube viewers. Shout out to y'all. I know our community is growing. I appreciate every single one of you decide to tune into the Speak My Peace podcast. Coming off the heels of last week's episode, um, I spoke about two things that I want to expound upon uh, in these next couple episodes or the next two episodes um, that I felt like it was great topics that I should expound upon. Before we do get into that. Those of you watching on YouTube, uh, for those of you listening as well, you can't see to give you a visual um, of what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a shirt that um, commemorates my favorite movie, He Got Game. Um, today marks the 24th anniversary since its release. Four years ago, I had the pleasure of uh, attending a special screening with the director, Spike Lee, in Brooklyn, where the film was shot. Um, to commemorate its 20th year anniversary and at that uh, special screening I bought this shirt So shout out to Spike Lee, shout out to He Got Game, um, shout out to Ray Allen, shout out to Denzel Washington My favorite movie ever um, I was speaking about last episode, I don't know, I guess it's just like favorite things in my life are my favorite things in my life um, They have a lot of significance to me, but how they became my favorite things I felt like those things chose me, I told you all last episode about just the numbers and how I felt like the numbers chose me. This is another one of those things that that chose me. Um, he got gamers released in 1998. I was five years old. Um, I probably didn't see it until I was like six or seven. Um, and around that time, my father had got incarcerated. And so I think I drew a lot of parallels to that movie. Um, I think it was just like a highly emotional connection because I thought that that was going to be my life. For those of you who have never seen He Got Game, long story short, the plot is there's this this young phenom basketball player who, as a child and as a teenager, um, young teenager, preteen, I guess I should say, he's being trained by his father to be, you know, the best basketball player in the world. During this journey, as his father is training him, his father ends up getting incarcerated, serving a life sentence. The kid goes on, um, his his father gets incarcerated for, for killing his mother, I should say. And so the kid goes on, doesn't have either parent raised by his uncle or his aunt. Still goes on to become, the in his class, uh, the greatest basketball player in the country in high school. As he's getting ready to go to college and decide what college he's going to, this basketball player I'm speaking of is Ray Allen, the father is in Washington. As he's deciding to go to college... The father, he's in a prison where the warden has connections with a government official. I think it's a governor. And the governor is trying to sway the warden to get his inmate to get his son to go to the governor's alma mater. And if he does, he said that he would, I don't know if it was expunge his uh, his life sentence or shorten his life sentence. I forget what it was. But um, so the father is on this journey of like trying to get his kid to commit to this college so that he can, you know, get out of prison early or uh, get out of prison in general. And that movie follows the journey of this father just trying to get forgiveness for a son, trying to sway his son to go to college, his son going through the motions of 
figuring out what college you want to go to and all those other things. Long story short, as I said, that's what the movie plot is. Take you all back to my story, how I related to it. Now, the first time I seen this movie, I, as I said, I think I was like around seven years old by that time my father was incarcerated. You know, as a kid, you're innocent in a sense of like what reality is, what's possible in the world. You don't know what's not possible. You don't know, you know, what you can do. You don't know what you're capable of. You don't know that movie storylines are just movie storylines. You don't know that they can't play out um, in real life. And so as a kid, I really took to that story in an emotional sense of at that point, I told you all that, you know, my first goal, my first um, passion had always been basketball. I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player when I grew up. That passion was something that was input in me just from the connection I had with my father. My father had with the sport as well. So me being a young kid, so focused on basketball, thinking that, you know, I'm going to grow up to be in the NBA, having a father just like Jesus Shuttlesworth's father, incarcerated, but also having a love for the game. I connected with that movie because I thought that was what, what my life was going to play out to be um, in a sense of I was going to go on, become one of the greatest basketball players ever. Um, as I'm deciding my college, somebody is going to put a bug in my father's ear to try to get him to sway me to go to a certain college. And with him being able to sway me, I would be able to help reduce his sentence. Life didn't play out like that, but that was the emotional connection I had to that movie as a child. And so now, even when I revisit that movie as an adult, I still have this this childlike feeling because it makes me feel good. Despite, you know, my father not being incarcerated no more, despite me having other goals and dreams, um, I still have that childlike feeling um, to where just it takes me back to a time to where like I had so much aspiration, so many dreams and hopes and so many things were attainable and I could just forget everything that's going on outside of the world. Fast forward to today. So this episode, I'm not going to be here long. I just want the episode, honestly, to be a reminder to you all to experience life. I'm going to tie back into that. I had to paint that picture for you all um, just so that you remember at the end of this episode. But this episode is really focused on experiencing life. So this week, as I was closing out the work week, it had been a very hectic work week. Um, We had a lot of deadlines. We had a lot of things to do, um, a lot of fast paced things, a lot of just out of the ordinary tasks coming up. And so we close out the work week with like a virtual happy hour, just me and a bunch of my team members. During this happy hour, people are drinking, people are discussing, you know, upcoming trips and upcoming vacations. As we close out this happy hour, my director says a phrase that I wholeheartedly <laughs> believe in. Um, and I exemplified that months ago when I had a foot out the door and I was trying to leave. But that phrase was, fuck this job. And it wasn't in a sense of like, I hate this job and you all should hate this job. But without her saying exactly what she meant, because it was in a joking manner. Um, but I understood that the reason in, in that phrase and what she meant behind that phrase was that we should prioritize life and we shouldn't let this job drive us so crazy that we're not experiencing life outside of the job. Which going back into what I was speaking about a couple of minutes ago, things been delivered to me. Um and things choosing me, this episode chose me. It was like ironic that that phrase came up a couple of days prior to the anniversary of this movie, in which I'm going to re- tell you all the significance of me bringing up the movie as well. But it was, I don't think it's no coincidence that these two things tie together. But it, um, it opened my eyes and it made me use my platform to give you all a reminder because I think a lot of times we forget 
about that. We forget, and, and it's not even only um, it's not even only in our professional careers. It can be us as parents. It can be us as siblings. It can be us as students. It could be us as whatever the case it may be. I think oftentimes we get into these routines and these habits. And in these routines and habits, we get tunnel vision. Um, what I mean by tunnel vision is we're so focused on getting from point A to point B that we forget to experience the greater things in life in between those points. Like making it from point from point A to point B is is, is gratifying, but what makes that journey so important? What makes that that journey so much more sweeter is the small victories in between it. And those small victories can be taking a break from that journey. Those small victories could be just enjoying life and the experiences you have in between that journey. That small victory can be just a journey in itself. The 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 faults that we have. Um, the wins that we have, the, the minor wins that we have to get us to those points, we also lose sight of those things. I know a lot of people approach goals, roads, tasks in like two ways majority of the time. Some people take it day by day towards like, I'm not gonna let me I'm not gonna let it stress me out. I'm gonna leave work at work, I'm gonna leave school at school, I'm leave parenting at parenting. Um and I'm gonna try not to let it consume me as much. And whatever comes to me, I would deal with it as it comes to me. Some people do that. They take it day by day. Others, I know they take it towards just like they're very goal orientated towards just like today is January 1st. This is what I'm going to have done by December 31st. Um, and I'm a mixture of the two. I take things day by day, but I also have goals because I like that's what helps me along the journey. One interesting um, fact that I read while preparing for this episode was only 23% of employees take all of the time they are entitled to, and only 9% take no time off at all. This was a research that was done by Glassdoor. Last year, Americans, American workers left a record of 768 million days of vacation on the table, which is up nearly 10% from the year before, um, according to research from U.S. Travel Association. That... It should be eye-opening to me, but it's not. What that tells me is people are doing exactly what I'm... What people are doing is exactly what the reason why I'm giving you all this reminder, I should say. Um, we're losing sight. We're losing the importance of stepping away from things. I will say this. I don't want to contradict myself because, I, I, again, I'm very goal orientated. So I know all about the grind of putting your head down, working to get to where you need to get. Um, but I also fully, fully, fully believe in enjoying the fruits of your labors. That victory at the end is way much more sweeter when that journey had some breaks in it. We forget that when we are so engaged in getting from point A to point B, that we build up a lot of stress upon ourselves because we are trying to meet deadlines. Um, we are trying to please people. We are trying to please ourselves. Um, we hit roadblocks. A culmination of many of negative things that happen along these journeys from that point to the other point. And if you don't take a break from those things, those things build up and it take that, that, that emotional and sometimes physical um, toll on you. 
And we have to recognize that. We have to recognize that the importance in stepping away is honestly, it benefits your life. Um, stepping away from things improves your physical health. Stepping away from things improves your mental health. Um, for those reasons I just explained about just the stressors. If you're constantly focused on something, trying to get something done, you um, you get engulfed in just that environment, whether it's a high paced environment, whether it's a, a environment to where, you know, you have tunnel vision. The stressors that you cause upon yourself, it weighs you down. And I think the importance of stepping away from things, the importance of stepping away and, and, and enjoying life is it exposes you to less stress. Like if you're not in that environment to where you're just engaged and getting from point A to point B, the less stress you have upon yourself because you're you're enjoying, not even just enjoying, I know I'm using a joy a lot in this episode, but you're taking in the fruits of your labor, but you're also just stepping away. Like I know some people we have we we have mental blocks. Um, some people we have creative blocks. Some people we just have roadblocks. Um, and I think the best way to is no way to prevent them because a lot of times these things are unexpected and we just have no control over them. But I think a lot of times the best way to not let it have such a huge toll on you when they do occur is to make sure that you are stepping away from these things. And what I mean by stepping away is go on a vacation. Um, Go on a staycation, even if you don't do any of those things like taking self-care days, you know, booking a Friday off every three weeks, um, booking a Monday off every three weeks, um, signing off at a certain time every single day, leaving at a certain time every single day. Um, Just different things to regain and retain your personal life, because when you get caught up in those things too much. You don't realize how much time flies by and we are reminded so often. Um, I'm thinking about as I'm recording this episode a few days after I record this episode is going to be the anniversary. Uh, I don't want to use anniversary because I hate to use anniversary, but it's going to be exactly six years since um, we lo- my family lost my, my younger brother. The reason why I bring that up is because we are often reminded so many times that life is short and it's like. If you are not enjoying your life and not to say people who aren't taking these breaks aren't enjoying their life, but it's kind of hard to 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 think that people are really enjoying their life. They're not taking breaks because. But then again, I come from the mindset of I understand that certain people, they're workaholics. They feel like if they take a break from anything, somebody else, their competition is getting a one up on them and. I may be a hypocrite because I'm telling you all to take a break from things and step away from things. But I also believe in that mindset as well, um, that, you know, any time off or something, you're giving somebody else to leg up. I understand that. And I agree with it as well. But I think that our mental health is more important than our success. We see many times these celebrities, very successful people, uh, business owners, they end up taking their life. And the first question is like, oh, well. They seem so happy or, oh, they have so much money. And we often forget that they're humans just like us. They go through the same emotions that we go through. Yeah, they are plastered on our TVs every day. They may be plastered across the social media every day. They may have a certain amount of money in their bank accounts or whatever the case may be. 
But at the end of the day, they still go through the same emotions that we go through. They still have the same ups and downs that we go through. They still have the same pitfalls that we that we have. It just may be to a, a larger or a more minuscule scale, but they still go through those things. And so we have to realize that, like I keep on saying that, you know, our, our, our bodies are our temples. Um, I mean, our bodies are machines. The most important that machine, the most important part of that machine is the mind. Like if you're not taking care of your mind, it's kind of hard to believe that you are operating at your your highest potential. Um, you're not operating at your highest potential. Honestly, if you're not taking care of your mind, it's kind of hard to envision someone operating at the highest potential and they're not taking care of their mental. Um, another reason why it's important to step away is because when you step away from things and you take vacations, you take time off, you come back highly motivated. Going back to what I was speaking about in Roblox, like I've been in places, even with this podcast, where it's like I've hit creative blocks and I just did not know what to do. And as a result, I took time off before I came back. More recently, the break in between season four and uh, season five, like I've never taken a break from this podcast from that long, but I was going through life. I was going through things that was negatively affecting me in life, uh, negatively affecting my mental in life. And so I couldn't actively try to prepare a podcast. And in that time, I took vacations, um, was still working, but I took vacations, seeing more of my family, was was visiting my family more, holidays, holidays came around. So I was seeing even more of my family then, but I experienced life outside of that break uh, in between these seasons. And that honestly helped me come back in season five greater than I had ever been without that break. I don't think that this season would be going the way that it is going without that break. I probably wouldn't have come back, honestly. Um, but here I am. We still recording podcasts. We're 112 episodes in. But again, you take breaks away from things. It's you. It, 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 you come back highly motivated. Another reason why I support and step away from things is just because of like I've never seen anyone come back from a vacation. I never seen anyone step away from something for an extended period of time and not come back happy. Like especially when I'm speaking about the, like those build up stresses that we have when we are stuck in a grind and trying to get things done. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that someone doesn't come back happy after those things. And I've seen it time and time again. And again, I've been in those positions time and time again to where I may have been working for the past four or five months. And that job had been just, I've been going through the motions. And then I take a break. Let's say I take a, a week long break and come back. I'm more happy now. How long that happiness lasts? That's case by case study. But you come back more happy than you were when you were in that situation. Another reason why it's important, being in this P word and dealing with the C word, we've seen that we are expendable as employees. And because we are expendable, we have to take advantage of things like personal days and, and PTO and sick days and things like that. Because at the drop of a dime, if that company needs to get rid of you, they'll get rid of you. And so if there's anything we learn while being in this P word, it's that. It's that you have to prioritize yourself over this job because your employer is not going to prioritize you. Your employer is not going to prioritize your mental. And so you have to remember that this is like if there's any lessons that we have coming out of this is for one, people need to take care of themselves, their, their cleanliness, um, their hygiene. Uh, but also we need to realize that each situation that we are expendable and that we need to have as much control as, of over our happiness, of our, our living situations, of our financials as, as possible, because 
at the drop of a dime, those things can be changed if you allow someone else to have control over it or affect it in any kind of way. Going back into um, that episode, not episode, that example I gave you all of uh, He Got Game. So four years ago, I was lucky enough to attend the 20th, the, the 20th year celebration um, commemorating the release of the movie. It just so happened, like as a kid growing up with this movie being my favorite movie, being from Compton, California, I couldn't have envisioned that on the 20th year that this movie, on the 20 year anniversary of the release of this movie, that I would be in the state, in the city, and then in the same theater where the movie was shot and where the director was to see this movie played in the theater. When the movie first came out, I never saw it in the theater. When I was first introduced to the movie, I saw it on VHS and I saw it on DVD. May have seen it on TV a couple of times, but I've never seen it in a theater in which it was originally released. So the fact that I was even that I even happened to be in that area, the fact that I happened to be in New York during the time of this, it was just like it was just divine timing, honestly. Um I just happened to to be in that place. But um, the reason why I'm going back into speaking about that is because that experience is probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. At this moment, at this point in my life, definitely top two, top three experience of my life. I think the importance of that is the feelings I got from being in that atmosphere. Like I watch, I don't watch that movie too much. I watch it maybe twice, maybe sometimes three times a year, just because I don't want to ever lose the feeling I have for that movie. I don't want to become oversaturated with seeing that movie and then lose that feeling. So I try to preserve it as much as I can by not watching it as frequently as I could. So I may watch it once or twice. Sometimes I watch it when I'm feeling really down. Sometimes I watch it when I'm feeling really good. It gives me the same emotions both times. Speaking about just that childhood um, feeling I had to where it's just like I felt like the world was mine, felt like I was in charge of my own destiny, felt like I was in charge of my future and just anything was possible. I still get that same feeling when I watch that movie today. And so how this all ties into this episode is that experiences like that are the experiences that we have to chase. Yes, it's OK to put your head down and grind. Yes, it's OK to get in the mud and grind. Yes, you should be focused on making it from point A to point B and whatever venture in life it is, again, professional um, or any other avenue you can think of. But we have to also take our time to seek experiences that make us feel like that, like those childlike experiences. So whereas it's like we feel vulnerable, we feel open, we feel like anything is attainable because it's important. I'm telling you all from just personal experience. And maybe some of you may have had multiple experiences where it's like one of your greatest experiences. I've had multiple experiences where I can say they're probably one of my greatest experiences as well. But I can just pinpoint this one because of just that feeling that I had and I still have as I'm talking about it. It's something that's unmatched. And so as we get out of here, I just want to tell you all. Enjoy the little victories. Enjoy the people that make you happy. Do things that make you happy. Whether it's with people, whether it's by yourself. Just remember that our time here in this physical realm, we have a time limit. And so don't get caught up in that point A to point B. Um, Enjoy the little dots in between as well, because 
at the blink of an eye, that time could be up. That's the Speak My Peace podcast for this week. As we get out of here, my what to watch for this week, Ozark Season 4 Part 2 is back. Um, so that's my what to watch for this week, Ozark Season 4 Part 2 on Netflix. That's the Speak My Peace podcast for this week. I'm out. <laughs>